Okay, so uh, tonight I want to talk about the topic, uh, somewhat related to everything that's been going on. Um, what a year it's been thus far, yes? Anyone ever thought this is like, almost like, wow, are we living in 1968 with the hippies and the Vietnam War and civil rights time, right? Like history kind of repeats itself, right? Um, and so in light of all this, I think, uh, any you guys have social media? It seems to be so crazy time period, right? Uh, so today I want to actually talk about, um, not so much talking about that topic, but I think something that's uh, fundamental to be able to even talk about this well. Um, and by the way, I'm talking in the context of, I know this is recorded, and for the sake of later on too, um, you know, just, you guys know, all, we all know, right, um, that on last, this past Monday, not not this recent one, but the last week one, right, was Memorial Day. And on Memorial Day, what, at 8 o'clock, right, uh, for 40 minutes, there was something that happened in Minneapolis, right, where someone was arrested and eventually one of the officers, you know, put his knee right on his neck. And obviously um, that resulted in the death of Mr. Floyd, right? Um, and of course that promoted our country being... In a great upheaval, and the discussion is almost like a no whole bar. Every you know, like you you have to choose a side. I don't know if you guys feel that pressure. Anyone feel that pressure? Like it's almost like people make everyone. You must speak out, and you must have a side, right? You must have a side, and if you're not at all, then you're like the most horrible human being uh, possible, right? Um, but I think in light of how things are like, I think it might be helpful. Uh, I think this issue, by the way, let me say this real quick. It's actually very very complex. It's not to downplay uh, the situation of that officer. Um, at least my opinion, that my view is, well, I don't think it's my view. I think it's biblical to say was that was wrong. I think all these officers I've been hearing too, which usually they always say law and blue lives matter, that kind of thing. Everyone also say, hey, man, that was like really bad policing. Like how, how did it ever happen? Okay. So I actually tried watching that video clip many times, but I actually, I, I'm getting older now. I don't really... Um, 18, 19 year old me when I was in the Marines, you know, when they show all these things just to help us to, you know, not help us, but to to uh, deal with or, or just to realize this is coming for our, our you know, the career that we had back then. Um, but now it's like, yeah, maybe I'm older now, a father. Uh, I, I've gotten a little soft. OK, uh, I couldn't. And it, last night was the finally I was able to finally see the whole thing um, of the 20 minutes or so. Um, or, or, or not 20 minutes, whatever uh, clips that we have from camera, security camera, all that stuff uh, of what we only know so far. And it's a h- horrible thing. So that part is simply wrong. There's no if, and, or but. That part was wrong. But then it becomes a big discussion uh, that I think that becomes so controversial is whether or not there's what? Structural racism, right? Uh, systemic structural. And then there's discussion. What is structure? What is systemic? What is, how do we, even the method methodology of proving things, right? I know Christopher is what doing a research paper for his discipline, and I imagine if anyone has um, studied things, right, you know that methodology of proving things could be kind of complex or, or requires some thoughts 
and nuances and that kind of thing, okay? I, I think this discussion that uh, people are having is incredibly complex and is multidiscipline, okay? If I could just say this is multidiscipline. And I'm speaking right now just uh, in the context of an Asian American setting because I think there's also a big pressure where you've never seen before of people saying uh, Asian American pastors and Christians should speak out. Any of you guys seen things like that on Facebook, right? We're just saying the model minority, that kind of thing. But this is my personal opinion. Um, I think in our community, we often emphasize what? Let's major in the sciences, right? Like the hard sciences. Um, you know, just, you know, so why do social science? Why do poli sci? Why do all of this? And I, my, this is my personal opinion, okay? Um, I think people are very sincere trying to speak out. But since it's so interdisciplinary, um, you see a lot of times people saying things that might not be as historically sound or historically valid or uh, economically that's the case. Or even if they're using more progressive things, which, by the way, you guys know I'm very uh, conservative and biblical. Um, I don't think uh, critical race theory is, is fully biblical. I think you can identify racism and bad things without critical race theory, okay? Um, but even with all that being said, I still think in light of all this, people using it and not fully understanding what they're trying to do, it's very, very difficult um, to discuss this, but I think what we need to do is not is not to say don't discuss this, but that means we actually need to learn more. Now, in the next few days, okay, I think people will see a lot of things uh, on their social media or even the news or online that will rile you up, that will rile us up. And by the way, people would also even say things that are very extreme. Have you guys realized that on social media, on Facebook now, it has gotten more, you're seeing more content of violence than even if you're watching movies on Netflix or whatever else. And the sad part is these are actual violence, violence towards, and it's going to rile people up and people are going to even become extreme, okay, with their view of no nuances, right, with no clarity, with just one, one-sidedness of all, whether, you know, people see someone get hurt, like, man, how could someone hurt this ethnicity that's not involved, or officers getting hurt, or or protesters where police are getting, you know, out of control, okay? All these things are going to happen. I think as Christians, we need to realize all those things are going to happen. But to go forward tonight, what I want to talk about is for us, how, to, how do we handle the social media part? How do we handle even actual discussion, I think, and, and even handling things that we, people totally disagree, you totally disagree with or things that are totally wrong? How do we actually handle it, okay? Um, if I could just share my own personal thing. Uh, right now, I actually, unless uh, I am trying, pers- by the way, this is my own personal thing. I don't say everyone need to do this. Um, people are removing people's friends, right, on Facebook or that or social media, that kind of thing. Uh, people are getting really hurt, offensive, and people are even writing things and say, if you're silent, you're wrong. I remember you. I'm like, wow, why is a lot of people writing this? What if people are just quiet because they don't know, right? Um, that kind of thing. So I want to say in light of all this, okay, uh, in light of all this, we what I want to go over today is specifically how do we handle when we hear people say things that are extremely disagreeable, okay? My own personal practice right now at this time, I'm trying to be not defriending everyone that I see with dis, uh, disagreeing opinion. Unless they're threatening my own life or threatening someone else's life, then uh, that's not cool. But I also know everyone is different, okay? If it's stumbling, you're sinning, yeah, go ahead and remove. But I want to encourage us today is more more of all of life, okay? is how do we handle those that we disagree with very strongly, okay? So today is, I want to really go over, what I want to go over today is actually 13 things, 
13 perspectives. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, 13 perspectives to help us stay cool as Christians when we hear people say things disagreeable, okay? Tonight, I want to go over 13 things. Let me rephrase this. 13 perspectives to help us stay calm while seeing and reading things highly disagreeable, okay? Let me repeat again. I'm going to go over 13 perspectives to help us as Christians stay calm while listening and seeing things with social media or, or, I mean, or seeing things that's totally what disagreeable, okay? Uh, so we will be... Um, in in light of that, okay? Uh, so in light of this, okay, we're going to be looking at more than one passage. And some of these past, some of these things might not necessarily have a passage, but I think it is a biblical wisdom aspect, okay? So why is this important? Is I think this will also help us to be able to sort things out because I, my personal opinion, like I said earlier, some of these things are very complex, okay? Um, just because you hear something doesn't mean you necessarily uh, accept right away. And by the way, people will have all kinds of opinion. Right now, and people, you know, um, it be very heated, but I think this is to help us. Let, hold real quick, let me get something real quick. Oh, that's someone joining in. Okay, uh, let me say again. So, for those that are joining, we just kind of started. Okay, uh, we're gonna look at 13 things to help us um, stay calm as Christians, even when we are trying to learn about what's going on, you know, everything right now in the world. Um, and how do we stay calm when we see or hear things very disagreeable with us as Christians, okay? Uh, so perspective number one, okay? Perspective number one, uh, even, uh, oh, by the way, these are very wordy. I ha- didn't have time today to make it like, like really smooth, okay? Um, number one is, even if someone is totally wrong, Sometimes people's view change, okay? So again, all of these, this is perspective number one, our first point, to help us as Christians to remain calm and loving when we see people say things we totally disagree or you, you say, uh, you know, uh, with that. So we need to stay loving and calm as Christians, right? So number one is even if someone is totally wrong, sometimes people's view can change, okay? Sometimes people's view can change, Okay. Uh, and I think with all of this is also as well realize that people's views sometimes don't necessarily stay the same, okay? People's views generally sometimes don't stay the same, okay? Uh, and sometimes, I think what that's helpful for me is also realize, hey, sometimes when people say this or that, um, even when you're like, whoa, that's actually really, really wrong, what I find very helpful, and I think I, I, I try to live this out a lot because as a pastor, and you guys know that I love to share my faith everywhere, right? In community colleges and all that, you'll see hear people say all kinds of crazy stuff. Sometimes things that are blatantly not true um, about Christianity. Um, this is where I think it's always helpful. Like sometimes we cannot think, oh, people are going to convert right away. We hope so, but also at the same time, sometimes people take a long time. Change is slow. Change is slow in our own life, true or not. When you think about your own life, change is very, very what? Slow. So in light of this, perspective number one, even if someone's uh, totally wrong, sometimes people's view change, okay? So I think in light of that, I think we need to be as Christians, be realized, A, um, in light of the fact that people sometimes view change, are you going to help that person in their step of changing? Or are you going to be a stumbling block? 
And at least for me, if I think about it a little deeper, it's like, hey, I want to be able to help that person that I'm saying that's totally wrong by what? Not being a stumbling block, but what? But being a reasonable contribution for change, okay? Um, one of the discussion I had this week, the first night when our, you know, Cal, you know, LA, when we had the lockdown, I saw that one of my friends, um, she's a little more progressive. She visited our church a few times. She's a little more, um, some of her reviews more politically different than my view. You guys know I'm probably conservative, right? Um, but I saw that a lot of people were attacking her very unfairly. Like she's trying to say, um, you know, um, African lives, African American lives matter, but please don't attack officers. So then all these people jumped in saying you know, almost things like, uh, you know, like um, kind of like, hey, you're helping, you're why you're helping the enemy, that kind of thing. But her only point was remember, like, don't forget those people are human beings too, right? Um, so jumping in, but instead of me going in blazing gun, um, I was realizing like, wow, you know, to even seeing people saying, let's be violent towards officers, which is very wrong. Um, I think it's very, very wicked to say that, okay? Um, for myself, I realized, okay, wow, you know, first part of me is revolting. Then I realized, hey, even if they're totally wrong, they might change. They're upset at this moment. So in some instance, I just asked them the question instead of right away saying, hey, you're totally wrong. Ask them the question and say, what makes you say something like that? And then they're, and they're sharing this, okay? And I think sometimes question makes pe- questions make people more reasonable, okay? So as an application of our first point, questions you makes people more reasonable. When you ask, when, when they are forced, like, well, it's because X, Y, or Z, whatever they say, it might not be very rational, but they're trying to go about the reasoning process, which then allows us to say, yeah, like I see your concern. Let's just say your concerns are all true, but... Um, this is not helping, etc. Does that make sense? Okay. So perspective number one, even if someone's totally wrong, sometimes people's view change. And by the way, in a situation like what our country is going through, you'll probably see people's view change probably by the, if, by the weeks and by the hours even. Okay. But rather than right away say, Hey, you hypocrite, which is, yeah, sometimes it's kind of hypocritical or inconsistent, but I think also realize it, it is a, sometimes a complex issue and people are trying to wrestle through that. So again, going to be, tweeting things or putting things on TikTok or whatever else or 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 Facebook that's probably not fully um consistent but that's a sign of point number 1 of what I'm trying to say even if someone is totally wrong sometimes people's view change and that makes me realize oh I could be calm I need to be calm cuz I want to be the positive contribution towards their change rather than be the stumbling block where they say oh I'm not going to accept this view as at all. I'm not going to entertain at all because I know somebody. Jimmy Lee was really nasty and very whatever. You could say the ignorant, bigoted, prejudicial, stereotypical, blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blank, okay? Uh, with that. Perspective number two. Uh, so the first one is even if someone's totally wrong. But now I'm going to consider even if... Uh, point number two is this. Even if someone is wrong, there might be a grain of truth, Okay? Uh, point, perspective number two to help us stay calm and reasonable and loving um, and reasonable even when we disagree with people and how we express is perspective number two. Let me say this again. Even if someone is wrong, there might be a grain of truth. Even if someone is wrong, there might be a grain of truth. Okay. Um, I think this is what is probably 
makes our discussion right now so complicated, true or not? What makes it so complicated is we can kind of see, I don't know if you guys are thinking this way too, at least I am. Um, you can kind of see like, you know what? Um, we can't picture officers kind of overstepping, right? I mean, it's kind of, you know, maybe one, some of us have some experience a little bit um, of just maybe just a really rude officer, right? Um, like, I, I, I love a lot of officers, right? Um, I know some of them personally. But also, if you come to any industry in terms of customer service, I don't think people, if, uh, if, there, was a, if there was a Yelp app, right, after each time you encounter um, law enforcement and you give a rating, what's in Yelp, one to five scale, f- stars, you pro- they probably might not necessarily have the highest rating. Uh, just being honest, right? And we can kind of see some grain of truth with some people saying, and then, and then vice versa. Some people would also say, hey, you know, I've also seen where um, sometimes in certain social economic situation, it is difficult. Um, crime is high, etc. that kind of thing that's going on, right? So the problem is, remember, perspective number two, even if someone's wrong, there might be a grain of truth what they're saying. They might be in total language, right? For instance, they might say something like, oh, all officers are all bad. Right, and then you. Part of me, what makes me calm down, is saying, "Wait a minute. Uh, I know they just made a universal, absolute statement, but then is there any is there any instance I could picture? Sometimes it's true, and I was, oh yeah, actually, I could picture that. Sometimes it's logically possible, and knowing what the Bible teaches about our sinful nature, it is probable, very highly probable, right? Because all of us are sinners. This is where the Bible comes in, right? Um, and therefore, there might be some instance with that. Okay, so perspective number two, even if someone is wrong there might be a grain of truth okay by the way even for evangelism right even for evangelism sometimes people tell me well you christians have done some really bad thing in history um is that a legitimate reason to reject christianity i i personally don't think so i personally don't think so um we could go over that many reasons we've done apologetics here but there is a grain of truth there are people in history that have done a lot of what bad things in the name of christianity yes yes could think of any example in, in so-called name of Christianity. Go ahead, Nancy. The Middle, middle Ages, right? You think of things like the Crusades. Um, you could think of um, even um, so-called Christians with, with Catholicism, killing what Bible-believing believers, translating the Bible, that kind of thing, okay? Um, Protestants, okay? Uh, we're Protestant, but Martin Luther, who started it all, uh, was he fully right with everything? How did he view the Jews? Did he like the Jews? No, he did not like, he was an anti-Semite. So I'm bringing this to say is, yes, um, sometimes even you see someone's wrong, there might be a grain of truth. Um, there might be a grain of truth, but then they're, um, what they're extrapolating from that will be improper, right? Same thing when people say things like, oh, you know what? Um, there should not, you know, if Christian, there's hypocrites, therefore we shouldn't be Christians. Or, or I shouldn't be a Christian because of that. But the Bible already teaches that what? All believers are what? Everyone is what? Sinful, yes? And we should believe it whether or not on the basis of did the Bible ever predicted Jesus Christ thousands and hundreds of years before it happened? Is there good historical evidence um, for validating Christianity or, or is Christianity the foundation for reason and intelligibility? Are there good answers? I think those are the reasons why you, I'm objectively a Christian, not just only um, based upon people because people will fail you, right? So same thing when people point things out, okay? Um, I think realize 
there must be a grain of truth, okay? There is a grain of truth. When some people say things like, oh, there are good officers, uh, good in the sense, not, not that we're sinner, but like they're doing their job to the best of ability and they do desire justice and they don't want to do things unfair. I think there are, okay? It, are there African Americans that have been discriminated prejudicially and all that? I think we need to say it is very, it is happening. Not just is it possible, it, it is, okay? So no, point number two, what it helps me stay calm uh, when I hear or see things where people um, are very strongly wrong or very disagreeable to me, I keep in mind that, hey, if someone is wrong, there might be a grain of truth, okay? Let's go to point number three, perspective number three. Remember, if you're a sinner, God has been gracious to you, okay? Point number three is this. Remember, if you're a sinner, God has been gracious to you, Okay? God has been gracious to you. Let's turn real quick to Ephesians chapter 8. Okay? Ephesians chapter... Uh, what I'm saying. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8. Okay? To 10. Okay? Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not but of yourself, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are a workmanship created in Christ Jesus uh, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so we will walk in them. Okay? Um, Here it shows us, has God shown us grace? Yeah, God has shown us grace. He has saved us by His grace. At least that moves me to be more gracious. By the way, some of these principles apply for other areas of life too, right? Uh, in marriage. Uh, I've been married now to my wife almost 10 years, okay? Um, I don't think I've ever yelled at you. Okay? So here we see, Nancy says, maybe one time, okay? I'm going to believe her word because I'm going to live this out, right? Accepting criticism, that kind of thing, Okay? Um, 10 years one time uh, I think what's helpful for me In all honesty Even with marriage Is realizing God has been so gracious to me Why would I not be gracious towards others Okay um, I think that slows us down That helps us deal with what Difficulties Okay Perspective number 4 Perspective number 4 I think we need to realize Our sinful heart is deceptive Okay Our sinful heart is deceptive Turn with me real quick to Jeremiah 17.9. Jeremiah 17.9. Okay. Jeremiah 17.9. This is what God's Word says, okay? Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand that? I bring us to say is that sometimes we can be wrong, okay? But in none of these things um, am I saying that you should ever compromise what you believe. I'm not saying that at all, okay? But at the same time, I'm just saying all, in light of this truth is also be cautious. Our heart could sometimes lie to us, okay? We could be run by emotions, and this is a time where things are very emotional. So we need to realize, we need to be very careful, and this should make us a little more humble, thinking we could possibly be wrong, Okay? Jeremiah 17.9 Okay, perspective number five It is wise to consider reproof, okay? It is wise to consider reproof Okay, that is 
okay to be what? To be corrected, okay? Now this week, um, even yesterday, there's some people that were responding to me in private message and saying, I think you're wrong. And part of me says, okay, uh, I'm more than willing to hear what you have to say, okay? And that's a biblical thing. Turn with me real quick to uh, Proverbs 15, verse 31. Proverbs 15, verse 31. When we turn there, could I actually have Hui read that so I could catch my breath? Uh, Proverbs 15, verse 31. Uh, 31. 31. He who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. Okay. So here we see in Proverbs, okay, um, 15.31. Uh, what we see here is that receiving rebuke is not necessarily all a bad thing. Okay. Um, one of the things that I actually do like watching a lot of history is I actually feel like reading history and learning about certain people that are very successful, right? But whether in the military world and stuff like that, is they're always listening to what? What people have to say that disagree, okay? Uh, because even if they're not fully right, sometimes there is a grain of truth or there's something they're pointing out, hey, you haven't been emphasizing this more, which allows us to say to be more nuanced. Uh, with all of that, okay? So sometimes we do need to say, hey, it's not about my feelings first. I'm willing to hear it for the sake of a greater good, okay? For the sake of a greater good, okay? Um, I know I'm very biased. I feel in the military world, when I was in the Marines, um, when we were in the Marines, we people yell at each other like it's crazy, okay? Um, there's no about like, hey, oh, I'm sorry about your feelings, right? Because if you're about feelings, people die. That That's how I felt when we were in the Marines. Um, but I think, being shouted at and all that stuff sometimes like hey look over there you're not gonna be hey how come you could have spoken nicely that's not the time sometimes just go focus what they're trying to say okay go and focus about what they're trying to say okay and consider that it is wise to consider reproof okay it is wise to consider reproof and listen i think all of us want leaders in our lives right that listen to complaints or issues true or not uh, some of you guys would complain about your boss saying, hey, you know what? I wish the head pharmacist would understand uh, the complexity or, or, or the situation is not helping how he or she is leading. Or some of you guys uh, in the world of, of research, right? It's like, oh, the, um, I don't know. Example is they're not seeing the data. They, they're trying to impose what they want to find, right? Um, or, or even just anything in life. So in the same way, I think for us, especially for those that desire to be leaders, and I hope you guys will be leaders in whatever you guys do in the future, right? Um, have a desire to what? To grow in such a way to receive criticism, okay? Um, so I, I think for myself, it's good and important to always, all, all of us, to say whatever you guys do, to say whatever I want to do, I want to do well. Um, plan it more than five years in the head, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm now, what, 36? I've always felt as a pastor, I want to be before the age of 40. I want to deal with all the crazy people possible in ministry. Not really, somewhat. So that what? 
so that when I'm 40 to uh, 50, I want to be able to pull another uh, young pastor to say, hey, this is how you do it, right? Maybe when you're 60, write a book. Not about books or whatever, but it's to be able to make an impact. So whatever you do for your field, in the field of research as pharmacists, whatever else it is, when you see difficult situation, go for it. Do it. Take all the risk, right? And But to do it and learn from it. But part of learning is to hear criticism, okay? And to grow and to do it well, okay? Uh, we need a complaint department in our hearts, for people to be able to go to you and say, hey, this is what I see that's difficult. By the way, when people sometimes go to you and tell you something it's wrong, it should be to your greatest honor. Okay? They, they don't say, oh, you're someone that is so weak that we cannot complain. You're too emotionally fragile, etc. Okay? Or we're afraid you'll get mad. But if you're able to, then think about, man, what a great honor that is. If you have that perspective, right, then you say, hey, I could change. You by the grace of God, okay? Um, let's go on to the next point, perspective number six of helping us dealing with people that are extremely disagreeable. Um, consider the source of criticism, okay? Consider the source of criticism. In marriage, let's just say when your spouse tells you something's wrong, is your spouse really just out to get you or they're probably saying out of love, even though they're annoyed? What do you guys think? Now, we're annoyed sometimes with one that loves us because I think we, we want to be viewed up here. But then they're viewing us here. And in between here, we're like upset. We're like, what, you know, like, or whatever else, okay? I get it. You know, I'm a sinner too. I need grace. But I also think um, considering the source of criticism, I think is very important. Um, For myself, right, on social media, when people are saying, hey, you know what? Like, you're two pro officers. I was like, wow, who's this guy? Okay. Then I go over there. But you know how, uh, I think people do this a lot. When people see something on social media, they say something crazy, people click on their profile just to see what kind of person that is. You look through their pictures, like, oh, I knew this person was totally crazy. Look at this, right? Uh, you know, anyone do that? Okay. The, the hate stalking, so to speak, right? Or, or validation stalking, say, I knew this guy. But you know what I do, actually? I actually click on that sometimes to say, okay, this person's disagreeing with me on someone else's wall. And I want to know who they are. You see, oh, that person is a dog lover. Oh, that person, wow, this person has, you know, uh, that has his kids, beautiful kids. Or this person, look at this person, wow, this person has been to, I don't know, Mount Fuji and just enjoying this. And just realizing, hey, this is another human being, okay? This is another human being um, made in the image of God, right? Just as God made us in the image and we're precious. And if I'm going to share my idea, if I'm going to share my idea, (laughs) Ben says that's prejudice, okay? Yeah, if I'm going to share my idea, that makes me at least soften my hearts more. Okay, that softened my hearts more. Okay, I used to do this when I was a young man. It was more, less difficult now. You guys know when I used to work at Hollywood Security, I would get off at one. Sometimes at one, I'll be hungry. I'll go sit at a taco stand, right? You know those ones that pop up in the middle of nowhere, especially in like really rough areas, right? Pop up and they're selling, you know, for like eighty cents tacos, right? And those street tacos, are like, mm, just think about it, makes my mouth like drool, right? You get those food, you line up, and you see guys, right? They're just trying to get by in life, you know? They're just barely trying to get by. You know, they're just there. You know, maybe they don't have no family. They're just going to pick up some food. It's been a long day of working, right? And then you just look at people, right? Then you look at the rough guys or whatever else, you know, and then the, the poor or whatever else, and just realize, let it be that it melts your heart to say, man, I want these people to know the grace of God. So even with criticism, okay? Even with criticism, remember to look at them. Remember they're made in the image of God. And therefore, at least for me, that makes me say, okay, I'm going to tolerate maybe their things that are disagreeable. But even if I share it, reminded of the fact that criticism is a human being makes me realize, okay, I'm going to try 
to respect them, made in the image of God. Maybe their ideas is totally crazy, but I'm going to go graciously with all the other things, but remembering they're also made in the image of God. Okay? Let's go to the next point. Perspective number uh, seven. Thank you, Nancy. There's also a value of criticism from a friend. Okay? There's value of criticism from a friend. Proverbs 27, verse 6. Proverbs 27, verse 6. Proverbs 27, verse 6. says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Okay? I don't think any of us like politicians that don't tell us the truth. That like butter up words. Anyone here like politicians that do that? Okay? Um, I don't care what political perspective you are. Everyone, I think, is unanimous saying, Hey, that's crazy, right? Where they butter words so much. But man, they actually mean the opposite. I don't think anyone likes that. But you see what the Proverbs here in the Bible says? Would you rather have a faithful wound of a friend saying a legitimate criticism or someone that's deceitful and they're just what? Kissing up to you. I think think we need to always be very careful of people that what? Flatter us, okay? Sometimes people flatter us for two different reasons. Sometimes one of the reasons why they flatter is they're what? They just want to seek some validation. They want to be loved. But then, um, but even with that, you have to be careful, okay? Um, and then some flatter because what? They want to what? Use you, right? Uh, I don't know about you. Whenever someone comes up to you and flatter you if you're doing a good job, uh, I get extremely uncomfortable and just a little paranoid and being careful, right? When someone comes to me all the time like, Hey, Pastor Jimmy, that was a great message, right? Uh, you know, someone from the Chinese congregation, every single message is a great message. Well, I'm sure I have preached some duds, true or not. Yeah, of course, it happens, right? Uh, it, it, there always are that. So then I, what I usually do is I'll say, okay, what minister to you? I don't say, oh, you're out to get me, take advantage. I just say, oh, what benefit, how did it benefit you, right? So you could be able to minister to them more. So in the same way, I think we need to be careful of realizing we need to be more afraid of a flatter than someone that disagree with us. Because even if they disagree, at least you know clearly who or what they are about. Okay, The last thing you want is confusion of who they are, what they believe. And then that leads to tension. And sometimes we need to take the extra step to realize that. Okay? Okay, so realize that. Okay, Perspective number eight. Perspective number eight. I think we need to realize anger does not achieve the righteousness of God. Okay? Anger does not achieve the righteousness of God. How appropriate that is for today, right? With the rioting and things going on. How appropriate that is. Turn with me to James one twenty. James one twenty. James one twenty says this for the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. That's like the writing, yes? You know, the part that's so sad to me is it's actually counterproductive, right? I could imagine the amount of distrust going on is very high. I could imagine, I'm sure you guys probably feel this too, um, going, buying things, right? Maybe ever, you just feel, I don't know if you guys feel this, or just maybe just me. Um, man, there's a sense where like, People are a little on edge, you know? Do you guys feel this? Or raise your hand if you kind of feel this. Like, people are a little on edge, right? Um, you see people of, of different 
things and people are just a little cautious with one another, right? Um, you realize right now at this time with all the anger and violence, all the stereotypes are being enforced in people's mind because you could find enough things out there right now, right? If you want to have a very picky kind of mindset. If you want to say, oh, all officers bad, then you have so many YouTube videos to pick from right now. True or not? Right. If you want to say, for instance, oh, you know, uh, this ethnicity has such high crime. Look at them breaking in all this stuff. If, could you go around finding all those videos right now? What do you guys think? Yeah. Right. And if you're if you're also the kind of people that say, OK, you know what? No, the protesters are none of them are violent at all. They're even stopping the rioters. Could you even go online on YouTube and find all those people trying to stop rioting, like protesters turning? In? Would you be able to find that? Yes. OK. The reality is what all three is taking place. OK. All three is taking place. And this is what happens when what? The anger of man does not achieve righteousness, okay? And this is I'm speaking now to us because we're more uh, politically conservative. We're more socially conservative. And I see this too among people I love sincerely, right? Where we see all the writings, like, and then they say things like, um, man, let's call in the Marines and give them like five, five, six rounds and seven, six twos, right? And I was like, whoa, brother, like, hold on there, right? Um, we're saying that's crazy, but I, I, I am for law enforcement. I'm all for that. But if you're saying, like, you know, cleanse them all, I think we need to be very careful for that, right? Um, we, we, you know, et cetera. Then we, we're doing the same thing, okay? I, again, let me say this. I do believe we need to use National Guard when appropriate, all that stuff. But I'm going more for the mentality of just you're going out there just to what? Just to get rid of them all. Uh, kind of mentality, like no whole bar kind of mentality. Then we fall for the same trap and the same cycle, okay? And Paul says, yeah, that's the cycle. That's China in 1989. Today's the anniversary, okay? Today's the anniversary, 1989, with Tiananmen, right? Let's go now with, even with, um, with perspective number nine. React, uh, perspective number 10. Be careful of attacking hypocritically. Did I do nine? Okay, uh, reacting angrily is foolishness, okay? Kind of related to number eight. The first one is anger doesn't achieve the righteousness. But this one is also saying this is foolishness, okay? Um, turn with me to Proverbs 29, verse 11. Proverbs 29, verse 11. Okay, Proverbs 29, verse 11. Thank you, by the way, Paul, for sharing. Okay. Um... Proverbs 29, verse 11 says, A fool always loses temper, but a wise man holds it back. Okay? A wise man, what? Holds it back. I don't know about you. You guys ever have this? The best speech I ever gave that I ever regretted was when I was angry. You guys ever have that? When I'm angry, man, like everything is like, like I feel like I'm suddenly like I'm no longer a pastor. I'm now a, what? An Asian rapper, right? I'm now Slim Jim, the yellow rapper, right? I'm going all out. I'm, you know, punchline everything else. You're going, making puns of everything and making, you know, making everything hurt. But when it's over, what? Oh, man. What did I just do? What did I just do, right? So realize anger is foolishness, okay? So um, I think that goes very careful. Um, that perspective helped me say I need to go slow, okay? I need to go slow. And I love what the verse says here, okay? I love what the verse says here, okay? A fool always loses his temper, but a wise man learns to hold it, what? Back, okay? 
a wise man learned to hold it back. We need that a lot more today, do we not? We need a lot more of that today. Let us now go to perspective number 10. Perspective number 10. Be careful of attacking back hypocritically, okay? Be careful of attacking back hypocritically. Let's turn to Matthew 7, verses 1 to 5. Matthew 7, verses 1 to 5. Matthew 7, verses 1 to 5. When we turn there, could I have a... Ben, would you be able to read that out loud for us so I could catch my breath? Psalm, uh, uh, correction, what we see here is Jesus Christ is speaking, right? I mean, what an interesting picture about two individuals, right? Both have something in their eye. One person has what in his eye? A speck. But Jesus here, I think, is engaging in hyperbole, right? The second person, what does he have in his eye? A speck or what does he have? A plank or some of your versions say a log, okay? You ever, pick, you ever see log in, for fireplace, right? Picture something like that in your eye. And that person's walking around and saying, Hey, ooh, you have something wrong. There's some speck in your eye. I mean, Jesus is what? He's a Jewish rabbi. And Jewish rabbi have this great humor. Okay? So here Jesus is saying, Hey, don't judge what? Hypocritically. Don't judge hypocritically. Okay? I think that means in our time and of our discourse, part of, I think, what's helpful to not say things in a way um, or, or communicate uh, or attack back hypocritically uh, is also, I think this is where it's very important to listen, right? At least it slows me down and I'm going to say something, oh, wait, well, I, I need a, I'm saying something that's true, but I also need to clarify what I am not saying, okay? What I am and I'm not saying. I think in this world today, we need to be careful, okay? Um, I've been feeling that it's been helpful to communicate with people when you're t- saying something, also now, especially with emotions so raw, right? When people hear you say A, but then they say, "Hey, how come you're why? How come you're attacking B, or how come you didn't say C?" It's also, I think, for me, it's important to say what I am saying, and also want to clearly say what I'm not saying, to avoid unnecessary heat and battle. Okay. Um, so I think, in light of this, what's helpful, I think, when you're thinking about what you're not saying. Or what you should not say, that also helps you prevent being what? Being hypocritical, okay? Being hypocritical. Perspective number 11. Uh, have a bad, having a bad reaction only generates more criticism, okay? Having a bad reaction to criticism only generates more criticism. Isn't that true in every area of life, right? It doesn't happen a lot in relationships, or even for, your, let's just say, your relationship to your parents, Right? Your parents tell you to do something, 
you get maybe your parents didn't understand fully what's going on and then you get upset you're like ah, and then you say something how are your parents going to react talk to me they're going to be all right you know you're right or they're going to be reacting to your what reaction then they're reacting to your reaction say how come you roll your eyes how come you said this and he's like, I wasn't doing anything. And then before you know it, he's like, hey, your tone is still like that. Then all of a sudden, boom, right? And then that's how often people, right, as a pastor doing marriage counseling, sometimes when people come over and say, hey, we got an argument. And then when you finally say, what, what, what started this argument? They say, oh, it's because um, we disagreed, I don't know, about toothpicks, right? Whether or not you should, uh, how come you don't throw away your toothpicks? Right after you're done, or how come you? I don't know. All kinds of silly things. When you really think about it, right? You're like almost like, really? Is that really worth fighting for? But really, the the issue is they're fighting about each other's reaction, and is not able to focus on the issue at hand, the issue that's needed. So in the same way, perspective of number eleven. Uh, this is I don't have a Bible verse for this, but I think it's more biblical wisdom or wisdom, right? And wisdom is biblical. Is having a bad reaction criticism only generates more criticism. Okay, so just realize that, okay, you're going to have more tension. And perspective number 12, I also want to say, why not be wronged? Why not be wrong? Sometimes the reason why it's so hard to accept anything is what? We cannot hold to the fact that we are wrong. And by the way, what I mean by wrong is I want to focus more on personal insult, not saying, okay, this is this whole country is wrong and whatever, but it's okay. Or this solution is wrong. We shouldn't do this. But it's okay. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like even in the midst of discourse, where they're disagreeable, but say, hey, well, oh man, I'm hurt. It really offended me. Hey, why not be personally be offended? It's okay and focus on the substance at hand. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, turn with me real quick to First Corinthians, chapter six, verse seven. First Corinthians six, verse seven. First Corinthians six verse seven. This is what God's word says. This is what God's word says. Actually, then it is already a defeat for you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? Okay? It's better to be wronged. It is better to be wrong in terms of what people have done personally towards you uh in the midst of discussions and all of that. Okay. Again, let me say this. I'm not justifying anything that's bad, right, as society and say this is a bad view and therefore acceptable. I'm just saying in the midst of all these discussions, you're personally offended. Hey, being offended, okay, just give forgive that as a wrong. And if you're going to continue that discussion, focus on the issue at hand instead of focusing on you being hurt and or that person wronged you. They cussed at you. They call you names or whatever else, okay? Uh, perspective number... 13, our final one. Our final one of how do we handle people that are disagreeable is I would say perspective number 13 is study and learn. Study and learn. Do you think sometimes if you don't know something and people argue against you, sometimes it's kind of like you feel, you guys ever have this? You feel like, oh, I don't know. And you don't want to show you you don't know. So then you are trying to still say things. But then because you know you don't know what happened, you get really upset. You need to be right. But then you don't know. And then therefore you're more what? Prone to 
to being hurt, offended, that kind of thing. So as part of this is when you see things that you strongly disagree with, I think it's almost a paradox. What you need to do is actually know what is true. At least for me, that creates less panic um, for myself. Um, when I see something, okay, I, I think this is wrong. Um, but I could think of maybe the reasons why I want to say this is wrong. Um, but that makes me a little bit more, um, what? Like, hopefully, not as, what, emotionally laden what I have to, what, say, okay? Um, and then it's just, for me, if, uh, that some, hopefully makes me think, what? Or I think, okay, it's just a matter of slowly articulating and graciously articulating the reasons why, okay? Also, I think the other uh, good thing about learning is also it humbles you, okay? Remember going back to the point, we could be wrong. But part of learning is you find out how much you don't what? You don't know, right? How much things you need others even also as well, okay? Um, the reality is reality is very complex, okay? Um, even if you're an expert, you have a PhD in one field, that doesn't mean you're an expert speaking in other field. At least for me, I love... You know, at night sometimes I, uh, you know, I love, you guys know I love God's word, but as a result of having kids, I discovered that actually I love God's word a lot, but I actually just love learning. Okay, so at, at night, what I like to do from time to time is just listen to what? YouTube while I'm studying, while I'm writing blogs or, you know, preparing sermon. I just like to play, right? Uh, podcasts or, or even like lectures, right? Of areas that I don't, know about or areas it's like that's not my world and one of the things I discovered just listening to all this is what people that actually know a lot are actually very careful of not going to area beyond their expertise true or not right They're, they don't say oh I have a PhD guys but that means I'm an expert at everything right if you're the jack of all trades well you're a jack of all trades but then just because you're zooming in one specialized area right that doesn't mean that does that make sense okay um, pharmacy involves law true or not I'm sure there's a class on farm law. Is that true? Um, I imagine the farm law probably has a JD somewhere, right? He might he, he might not just only be a JD, obviously. He needs to know the farm world too, right? Pharmacy world, uh, I'm saying, okay? Um, but he needs to what, know of that world, right? Um, the same thing also as well. We cannot say we know it all and we need others. And I think that makes us uh, uh, humble and able, to, willing to even learn more, Okay. But also realizing, I think that sometimes the way we picture learning is like we picture learning is like our brain is like a box. Any of you guys picture that? Let's cram all these information, tests, okay, school, news, um, research, uh, um, things for quiz, right? Uh, um, how to do life, how to do finance. We picture it as like a box. But I actually think the best way to picture um, knowledge is like what? It's like muscles, okay? It's like muscles, um, where the more you use it, the more you're what stronger, okay, and the more I think you're able to even learn in other areas also as well. So I think as believers, um, what helps us deal with difficult people is I also think when you're learning, you're gonna encountering a lot of what different views, yes, even views that are wrong, but you're not like worked up. You've seen it. You're you're dissecting it right, and then when you see someone with disagreeable view, you're like, huh. I guess it's my first person I've read. I've always read it in books, but wow, this is my first person that now is live flesh and blood with this view. Okay, so let's talk about it, okay? Even though it's very disagreeable to you, okay? Um, so the same thing is, uh, 
you know um i mean every field right every field we deal with people that are very extreme right for instance i know i'm talking a lot about pharmacists right when you guys mean anti-vax does it does it creep you guys out does it make you like think whoa any of you guys feel that way uh, as pharmacists where they come to you and they say hey you know hey ben hey noel hey um Hui, i saw this article online right and you look at the website, it's like, what kind of domain name is that, right? Where you're like, you know, and we are like, oh, you're crazy, you know, everything else, right? Um, but I think also sometimes just calmly speaking, explaining goes a long way. Everything like that. Same thing, Bible world, right? People sometimes come to me too, it's like, hey, you know what? I saw this one movie called Da Vinci Code. This is why the Bible is wrong. And you're like, oh, okay, let, let's, let's talk about it, okay, with that. So I think it goes a long way, realizing, studying more with that, okay? Um, and also, I think even when you find out, as part of learning is that when you see something that you feel it's wrong but you can't fully uh, explain anything wrong that I think point number 13 says hey you might give it some time slowly before responding I think that is wise I think that is wise and all of this thing in all our discussion about our country I think one thing was never missed that what our country needs the most is not more necessarily more laws. Not necessarily even less laws. I think there's discussions of that. But what our country need the most, I think, right now, is actually Jesus Christ. It's actually for our country to know, all our people to know, that Jesus Christ is our Savior, who came and died for us. The Bible never promised that there'll be no injustice at all. That doesn't mean we're okay with things, right? And by the way, all the complexity is too, like if you, if you ask me how I feel, I also feel a heavy burden for those that are officers, right? Could you imagine if they have something called the Ferguson effect? The more you attack officers, the less people join. The more that people, the people that are good officers, they do what? They leave. The less incentive for officers to do, uh, go out to actually arrest things because the community is going to think it's they're crazy, whatever else, bad PR. So why do all these things? Just barely get by with a paycheck. The people that are what? That are good at what they do, they probably move on. Oh, I'll just start a security company. I'll just start a whatever. And then the people that stay behind is what? Do They need more officers. What happened? Politicians, what do they do? Need more officers, hire more people, have less incentive to what? Remove bad officers. And that's what, really what happened in Minneapolis, right? With that Officer Chauvin. With 18 counts, right? You see, this problem is more bigger than just law enforcement. This is a problem about society, okay? This is a problem about our sinful human nature, too, right? We could attack and think that's only the solution. I think we need to proactively think about solution beyond just saying it's wrong. We need to say it's wrong, but we need to proactively say, what does it look like? Suggestion and yeah, it'll be shot down, it's not easy, but I'd rather be the one saying, Hey, what is this possibility? What does the solution look like? I bring this to say is this what we ultimately the problem is our sinful nature. You get all the method down, but it's the sinner behind the badge, right? It's the sinners that we're dealing with, even criminals, right? Or people being arrested that they themselves are out to instigate things with officers, too. And sometimes in this case, I, I personally w- watch a video of the first, it was just wrong. Or not Ferguson, you know, the Floyd thing. What they did was wrong from beginning to end. It was wrong. It was bad. It's almost to the point I feel like, how come they could be so blind to the situation, what they're doing? But what we need the most is a change of heart. And we need Christ. We're all sinners. Every one of the sins. 
I imagine a lot of people sin this week of holding to very extreme views. I imagine if people are honest, people held some extreme views of other people, right, without ever putting themselves in the shoes of the other and interpret things in the most uncharitable light. And we need what? The forgiveness of God's grace too. So it's in this light that we, in the end, want to end with Jesus. He came to this lost and dying world, a system that is corrupt, and He was crucified and died for our sins to save us. Not only from this age to come, but also from the wrath of God Himself, and also from the consequence of our sin and the power of our sin, so that one day we'll be a child, so that we right now are a child of God. It might be in a place where we say, wow, I can't wait. Now, let me say this. I'm not justifying anything that's happened and saying it's okay. But I also think sometimes, in light of bad things happening, we kind of discover, whoa, we had it good before, right? I think right now, to be honest with you, every officer would want to have what? Protests that's nonviolent, right? He's like, no one likes protests, right? Against you or whatever. But right now, I think everyone would be, right? I think all of us now feel like, man, Coronavirus didn't seem I don't know about you Do you guys kind of feel Coronavirus was like A long time ago? <laughs> right? Like when I see news Of coronavirus, right? Like I look at the news And you know The uh, the governor from what Was that state? New York He's still giving every uh, day Governor Kum Every day news about Coronavirus news Like people watch it He tells some jokes But now it's like Ah, oh, that's not interesting at all Okay? Now let me say this. I'm not like conspiracy theory I'm not saying there's no problem Whatever Or, or there's no risk But I'm trying to bring it To say this Like man Sometimes we don't know how gracious God has been in His common grace. And I think sometimes God allowed these evil things and bad things to happen is so that we would long for what? Heaven more. To say, this is what I'm saving. I'm, I am, I'm speaking of Jesus Christ, I'm holding evil back even right now. Things are being restrained by the Holy Spirit from being as evil as it possibly can. But just so you know what it tastes like a little bit, if I'm not here with the Holy Spirit uh, restraining evil, then you see a little bit like, whoa, man, I want to learn for, for heaven more. I yearn for heaven more this week. I yearn for heaven for the sake of justice, for the sake of, of, of everyone. And this is why as believers, we need to be able to live this out, to be able to articulate the gospel to a lost and dying world. Let's close in a word of prayer.